Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Let's face it, sometimes it feels like no matter what you do, how regimented your workouts are or how detailed your food journal is, your problem area just won't budge. For many, that problem area is the midsection. Between bloating and jeans that don't fit by 5 p.m. that day, battling belly fat can be more than just trying to fit into your favorite pair of pants. It could be the cause of inflammation system-wide. Now, the term anti-inflammatory foods gets thrown around in nutritional conversations a lot these days. But why is inflammation bad for us anyway? And what does food have to do with it? Well, this is the topic I plan to dive into today because over 80% of us are dealing with some level of maybe unexplained weight gain, bloating, belly fat, and or system-wide inflammation that can spread like fire to various parts of the body. Today is Q&A Friday, and I get a lot of questions about food, specifically what foods to avoid that trigger gut issues, belly fat, and even inflammation. Now, today's question was sent in by Denise Rojo. Denise reached out to me because no matter what she does, she can't seem to lose that extra 15 pounds she started to gain when she hit perimenopause. Here is Denise's question. Dr. Marisa, I need your help. I've been fighting this losing battle with my weight and energy for years, and I'm about to give up. I can't seem to crack the code on how to get my body back, and I'm afraid it's only going to get worse once I hit menopause. Are there foods that I need to eliminate entirely? What do I need to remove from my current diet to get the results I'm looking for? This is such a great question. Because many women are struggling with bloating, gut discomfort, and a host of other symptoms that simply won't go away. And typically, our food is playing a massive role, despite what our doctors have to say about it. Why does food play such a big role? For starters, food moves us further away from inflammation or closer to inflammation by disrupting our gut microbiome and causing leaky gut syndrome. Food can also mess with our stomach acid and cause us to become more bloated and constipated. And the number one thing I want you to leave understanding today is inflammation is your body's worst nightmare. When it's under control, inflammation can be a healthy thing. It's a very natural, essential response to fight off intruders and heal injuries. However, if it's left unchecked, inflammation is a fire that burns out of control in your body, devastating your gut health, destroying your hormone balance, and leaving you exhausted, bloated, unable to lose that weight, and miserable. And it's no surprise the choices that you make at the grocery store can have a massive impact on inflammation in your body. Scientists are still fully unraveling how food affects body's inflammatory processes, but we know a few things. Research shows that what you eat can absolutely affect the levels of C-reactive protein, a marker for inflammation in your blood. That's because certain foods like processed sugars and gluten help to release inflammatory messengers that can raise the risk of chronic inflammation. When you eat certain inflammatory foods, like the ones I'm going to mention a little later on, it's like pouring gasoline on a forest fire. 
What is normally a controlled good thing rages out of control and infects the entire body. It goes all the way down to your individual cells, slowing your energy, keeping them from being able to communicate the way that they should, and leaving your body in chaos, trying to keep up with the burden of putting out the fire on top of its regular duties. But it doesn't end there. Unfortunately, inflammation spreads throughout the system and nothing is immune to its effects. Think of brain fog or gut issues, joint pain, or allergies, or hormonal imbalance, hot flashes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. From digestion to brain health, liver and kidney function to hormone production, everything gets disrupted when inflammation is present in your body. Now, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the idea that inflammation is lurking under the surface, driving your body into a state of low energy, weight gain, bloating, belly fat, I want you to know that you are not alone. I was absolutely there too, and I was so desperate for anything that would bring me relief. Most importantly, just having me waking up rejuvenated in the morning, being able to do my workouts the way that I did, just being able to function and get through my day and my tasks in the afternoon so that I could just progress in the work that I was doing. So I totally understand. Instead of continuing to gloss over these symptoms, it's really time to get down to what's causing them in the first place. So there's hope in finding that spark within you again to ignite that energy, get you rejuvenated in the morning, instead of feeling inflamed and sick, we wanna be able to address the food needs and that's really the first step of this whole entire process. So the first thing I wanna know before we get into what foods could be causing the problem, what should we take out of the diet, just kind of recognizing the biggest culprits, I wanna know, and you probably do too, if you're experiencing inflammation in general. So here are some of the biggest signs to look out for when it comes to identifying inflammation in your body. As you listen through this list, you may be surprised to hear that these symptoms and signs are directly associated to inflammation. Oftentimes they are pegged as different things in the doctor's office and given different medicines. But at the end of the day, inflammation is one of the root causes and we've gotta get that under control. So as I list out the most common symptoms, I want you to do a quick inflammation assessment to just see where you're at. Now, if you're experiencing two or more of these symptoms, I highly recommend taking a couple of weeks to removing these inflammatory foods and to restore your detox and hormone and gut pathways. All right, it is assessment time, ready to mentally tally it up. And if for some reason this goes too quickly, feel free to rewind, go back and listen to the list again. Here we go. Have you been struggling with stubborn belly fat? No sex drive anymore. Feeling tired all day long, especially later in the day or when you wake up from going to sleep at night. Unexplained anxiety or mood swings. Inability to fall asleep most nights. Lack of focus or unable to concentrate uncontrollable sugar cravings, gas, bloating, or even constipation, headaches or migraines, skin issues like rashes, eczema, and breakouts, recurring chronic infections like candida, colds, and yeast infections, allergies, joint pain and swelling, swollen, tender breast or fibrocystic breasts, irregular periods. Now, if you answered yes to two or more of these signs, especially if you answered yes to four or five or more, 
Your body is needing to detoxify, restore, and replenish with foods that lower inflammation. I think the great news here is that once you identify, okay, this is a concern or this is a problem, there are immediate steps that you can take that are easy, inexpensive, and 100% worthwhile to really see the changes that you're looking for. So let's dive in. What foods are actually creating inflammation? By causing the firing of these inflammatory markers and even potentially causing leaky gut. Let me start by saying that each of us are unique with our own unique genetics, our gut health and health concerns. So it's important to listen to your body. And if you do wanna dive deeper than this conversation today, and you wanna know what's going on, definitely look into some testing. I always wanna recommend if you have the ability to do so, then by all means go and do it. However, what I'm gonna be sharing with you today doesn't require any testing. So you could do an allergy test, you could do a GI map gut test, you can do a leaky gut intestinal barrier test and assessment, along with organic acid tests to determine if there are specific foods you have an intolerance to. That's when you get into the nitty gritty, really diving into what's going on. Now, if you haven't taken these tests before, and you wanna have a great baseline to start with, or you're not even planning to take these tests ever anyway, I wanna focus on the list to consider when it comes to inflammatory foods that you can be removing for your diet. And just note, when I'm talking about removing these foods, I'm talking about removing these foods for at least two weeks. 21 days is a really great place to start, but two weeks can make massive difference. A two-week food elimination is critical to really giving your body a chance to recover and replenish. And that's why my detox program is a 14-day program. It's the perfect amount of time to get enough of the gunk out of the body so that you are performing the way that you're supposed to, that your body's working the way that it's supposed to, even for the most challenging issues. Now, before I get into this list, I want to acknowledge that you've probably tried cutting out some of these things, like cutting out excess sugar or alcohol. And as you probably know, these things work sometimes or you feel like a little shift for a little while. But until you remove all the heavy hitters at once, it can be really hard to get the results you are after. And that is, at least for me, it was waking up with more energy, not feeling bloated all the time, getting into my favorite pair of jeans, releasing that stubborn muffin top, that belly fat that I was not trying to rock, and just feeling like I'm productive late into the afternoon. So here is a full list of the foods that I would personally consider removing and have personally removed for up to 90 days in some instances, depending on what my healing journey has looked like. Luckily, it really only takes 14 days to feel a big difference. But again, it's always case by case. You may need a little bit more. You may need a month. It just really depends. For me, when I was trying to heal my autoimmune condition, I definitely stayed on this program for 90 days because I felt like it was the right thing for me. And you just have to listen to your body. You have to listen to that body intuition. All right, here we go. Here is the list. First and foremost, and again, this isn't a number of priority, although if you listen to this show, you know how I feel about sugar and sugar substitutes. So sugar and sugar substitutes cause insulin spikes and causes ultimate insulin resistance, which I am super concerned about, especially for women. This leads to excess fat storage, especially around the belly. It affects our cortisol levels that in turn disrupt the delicate estrogen and progesterone balance, leads to estrogen dominance, it leads to cardiovascular issues, it can lead to diabetes. I mean, the list goes on 
on and on and on, and potentially even dementia and Alzheimer's. So if we can cut out that processed sugar and the sugar substitutes, whoo, even for 14 days, we can literally reset your insulin levels. Next is gluten. Gluten we hear about all the time. It's gluten-free everything. I've been gluten-free for a very long time because I know that it creates a massive inflammatory response in your gut, your brain, and your thyroid, especially when it comes to leaky gut syndrome. So I just say, cut it. And for a lot of us, we may just need to cut it for good. Next is grains and corn. Now, certain grains and corn increase gut inflammation that contribute to digestive issues, leaky gut, irritable bowel, and decreases the number of essential substances such as serotonin that are produced in your intestines. I know the idea of cutting out grains and corn is just, it feels a little crazy, but it's 14 days, right? So you cut the corn, you cut the corn tortillas, you cut the grains, and there's a lot of other options, you know, even in the 14 days that you can replace grains and corn with. Next, another big offender, probably one that people feel is the most controversial or definitely don't want to have it taken away is going to be caffeine. And it's because caffeine revs up the stress hormonal system. It revs up cortisol, adrenaline, norepinephrine. I mean, it's why we drink it. We want that extra slight edge. We want that extra something. Or we just want to be able to get from out of bed where we're exhausted to our day where we're still kind of exhausted, but at least we have a little something, something to get us through it. But we know that caffeine is driving our body into survival mode, whether we like it or not. And so this is probably one of the biggest patterns that we got to break so that we are not sabotaging your healing. Now, I only have people give up caffeine for 14 days. And sometimes they realize, wow, that the caffeine situation, the dependency, the struggle's real. So 14 days, maybe even longer. I have I have a love-hate relationship with caffeine. It has been in my life and then I take it out of my life. Right now, caffeine is out of my life because I'm pregnant and I want to be really mindful. And you know what? I'm doing all right without the caffeine. And every time I give it up, I just want to, like I white knuckle it the whole time because I don't want to, but it's totally doable. I've given up caffeine many times in my life. And honestly, I've always been really grateful that I did. Next on the list is dairy and eggs. Yes, dairy and eggs. Eggs can absolutely light you up. And we already know that dairy does for a lot of people. A lot of us are just lactose intolerant. We can't even process dairy properly. But we know it causes inflammation, especially in the respiratory system. It causes phlegm, it causes mucus, exacerbates already existing issues, especially if we can't digest lactose and casein. So it's just worth putting dairy and eggs to the wayside. And what was so interesting, I've walked so many people, thousands of people through my detox. Eggs were one of those things that people are like, really, eggs? And then they try to bring them back and it's very obvious that eggs are absolutely an inflammatory substance in their body. So just something to consider. I have broken up with eggs for years on end and it has made such a big difference for me. Next, and this isn't for everybody, but it's important to know is nightshades. These are like, you think about the common foods, it's peppers, chilies, eggplant, bell peppers, goji berries. Some people would argue tomatoes. It absolutely could be tomatoes for you. Some people can get rid of these foods, but can do tomatoes. It's really just figuring out what works best for you. And here's the thing is that it causes, nightshades can cause digestive issues, acne, joint pain, And if you already know you have a sensitivity to nightshades, yeah, cut them. Cut them and remove them. 
But if you're not sure, it's, it is worth giving them up. And here's the thing is you never know until you know. And so it's important to add that to your 14-day elimination. Next, a no-brainer here. I don't even need to go deep into this, but processed foods and processed meats, it's processed. It's, it's literally, they're loaded with hormone imposters, loaded with extra estrogen and antibiotics. And oh my gosh, I don't even know what's even in this stuff half the time. We've seen the videos, you know, it's just processed foods and meats are doing us no favors. And it's definitely leading to inflammation. Like if you were to look at the biggest contributor for inflammation in the body when it comes to food, processed foods and processed meats are definitely on the top of the list. Then we've got red meat. Now, again, this is one of those things where I get a lot of pushback, but hear me out. Consuming red meat regularly raises your estrogen levels, especially if you're in perimenopause already or menopause, we could have a higher concentration of estrogen kind of that perimenopause, menopause spectrum, leading to estrogen dominance, heavy periods, fibroids, fibrocystic breasts, migraines, can really worsen a lot of our symptoms. Also, red meat is associated with consuming less fiber and doesn't help us to eliminate any of the bad estrogen from our body. And it also causes the growth of bad gut bacteria, which strains your digestive system and just completely creates haywire when it comes to your microbiome. So again, just two weeks, red meat, kick it to the curb. There's a lot of other wonderful meat options like fish and chicken and turkey. But I just find that when people can give it up for a couple weeks, it clear up a lot of those inflammatory markers. Now, that is the full list. And I recognize it may seem daunting to cut them out of your diet for two to four weeks, 14 days to 30 days, 14 days being that sweet spot. But I guarantee that eliminating these foods will extinguish the fire in your gut and allow your body the time it needs to heal so that you can be free from crazy bone-crushing fatigue, anxiousness, bloating, headaches, a lack of focus that is just holding you back from living the life that you want, right? Living your best life. So imagine this, a day where you have energy not only to show up for your job, but you have some leftover for friends and family in the evening. Your mood is stable. You feel happy and energetic all day long. No more midday slumps or brain fog or snapping back at your partner over nothing. And think about feeling slim and healthy, nourished without bloating, and those sugar crashes that are just making you miserable and that are keeping you out of your favorite pair of jeans. All of this and more is possible when you create healthy food habits that fuel your body without spreading the damaging inflammatory fire. So does this mean you can never have another cup of coffee again? Absolutely not. I still enjoy my almond milk cappuccinos most days. Right now, they are decaf almond milk cappuccinos, but I'm still enjoying them. It's all about listening to your body and making food choices based on what your body needs. I know there are times when I absolutely have to stick to my protocol 100% of the time, or I'm absolutely not going to see the results I want. But then there are times where I feel like my hormones are in a wonderful place, and it's okay to add a couple little of these foods slowly and occasionally back into my life. After your two-week transformation where you eliminate the bad and really support your body with the good, if you're really missing some of these foods, it's totally fine to reintroduce them slowly and just see how your body responds. If you try several times over the course of a week and it just feels like your body is not loving it, then you know you know it's not for you. But if your body does great, then you know you can reintroduce it and potentially with moderation or more. 
Keeping a food journal, I find, is such a great way to track how you feel when you eat something, especially when you bring it back, how you feel several hours later, even the next day. Because sometimes, in, you know, inflammation is insidious. It could take a minute to find out what is really going on. And if you are looking for a starting place, you hear that list, you know that you're needing a reset, you're tired of feeling this way, you're tired of feeling tired, and you don't feel like you've got the knowledge base to really make like a game plan, I want you to know that I am hosting my live 14-day detox group this fall, like literally in a week. It's the last one I'm doing this year, and I'm not exactly sure when I'm gonna do another one. I gotta figure out this whole have a baby situation, and then we can plan sometime next year, probably in the later spring. But it starts on October 5th, and yes, there is still time to join. We had approximately 100 people join today alone, and we have people joining every single day. Now, I created this transformational 14-day detox program with simple, delicious, gut-healing recipes that will fuel your body without any of these inflammatory trigger foods. I take literally the guesswork out of all of it, out of what to eat, what to avoid. I literally provide you with a full-on how-to, done-for-you plan that you can adapt to your individual needs that will help you put that fire out for good. What makes my detox so different and completely doable is the ease and flexibility that the program provides. Even for the busiest woman and family, I am that busy woman, I know you are too. I built the program for me, and that means I built it for you. My 14-day detox is designed to restore your body, reset those hormones, to achieve true lasting relief from symptoms, and extinguish the gut and liver inflammation that's causing the hormone chaos to begin with. Also, we focus on removing toxins from your cells, cleaning up those gut issues, as I mentioned before, so that you are fully functional at peak capacity in literally just 14 days. And I cannot tell you how many thousands of people have gone through this and experienced just that. This plan is about extinguishing that inflammation. And even though weight loss can happen as a side effect, it's really about creating an energized, fulfilling life of your dreams for many years to come. Because when we are in a great state of health, everything is possible. But when we feel crappy, it's the only thing we can really focus on. And as little as 14 days, you can literally change the course of your health. You can stop the wildfire from spreading and messing with the rest of your body. You can take control of your gut, your skin, your energy, your hormones. You can literally feel like yourself again. And who doesn't want that? I mean, I want that. Sign me up. This program was literally used to address my autoimmune condition. It helped me prepare to get pregnant at 40 years old. It's the program that I continue to use to heal my body when I'm feeling off. And I'm on it right now. I've just modified it a little bit for my pregnancy. And I just feel incredible. I want energy in my pregnancy. I want to be able to function in my pregnancy. I want to be able to continue this podcast right now at 6.30 p.m. when I'm recording this. And I want to be able to fire on all cylinders even right now. And I'm able to do that because my food is so dialed. I've just modified slightly on this program to kind of make modifications for being pregnant. So check it out and join me and our amazing group of detoxers who are gonna provide incredible support. I I can't emphasize enough how awesome it is to do this live together because not only will I be cheering you on, 
But the detoxers, they share recipes, they share meals, they are constantly cheering each other. We are cheersing with wine glasses and sparkling water. It's just a really good time and it's how we get through it together. So you can go and check it out at drmarisa.com detox or you can just head to the show notes and grab the link there. Again, it's drmarisa.com, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com slash detox. Super easy to find. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on the Essentially You podcast. It is always such a pleasure to have you here and to be able to share that. On the next Friday episode, which I'm excited about, I'm going to be talking about how I radically transformed my stressaholic behaviors and traded them in for more peace. And who doesn't want more peace in their life? So I'm really excited to share that with you. Until then, have an amazing week. And hopefully, I will see you in the detox group. Until then, bye.